We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome into No Other Pod. I'm Jimmy Long, as always, with my good friend, Daniel Kuzer. Dan, how are you feeling? Hey, everyone. Thanks for, uh, thanks for joining us again. First off, something we haven't done, Jimmy, is uh, that song everyone heard. That is by a band named Rad Key. And they got some new yes, music sir. coming out, man, so you guys should go check them out. Local St. Joseph, Missouri, uh, alt-rock band. I think you'd call them alt-rock, right? I think so. Yeah, they're yeah. awesome. Um, they were they were kind enough to let us use this music for our podcast, so that's really cool. Go give them a shout. But hey, thanks for coming to us for another week after another loss. We're, we're glad to have you. <laughs> Let's all cry together. Hold hands. We're going to get through it. Yeah, I don't like this habit we're in. We need to, I, I'd like to break it. Yeah, so, it sure seems like the, a habit. Uh, yeah, the the victory podcasts are much more fun. <laughs> um, oh, very much. Fortunately, so. we don't have a lot of control over that. So um, all we can do is uh, show up and and support the team, and then come uh, record this podcast and pretend like we know what we're talking about. So we, we do very, dude. We're great at pretending, and uh, you know, we we. We do our best to come in here with some energy every week, and we get a little feedback from time to time. Um, bro, we got four new reviews this week on iTunes. Four of them. Nice. That's nice. almost five. That's big time. That is almost, it's a little bit more than three and not quite as much as five. But that's true. It's, you know, it's a good number. And that's math. Um, <laughs> so, first of all, dude, you're going to love this first one. Uh, their name, Ock Futlana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see what you did there. It's oh. hard to say, but I get the gist of it, and I dig it, all right? But they say, um, a weekly staple, a must-listen-to every week. It's like having a beer and conversation about SKC with your buddies. That's awesome. There you go. Th- that is thank awesome. Thank you so much for that. Uh, uh, I should have I'm a beer rap- while I record this. You should, dude. I'm I'm having uh, super spicy ginger tea, actually. <laughs> it's almost as it's good actually- as beer. Not quite. Yeah, it's called Super Ginger. But uh, uh, I'm going to rapid helpful. fire these off here for you. We had Hawaii Boy uh, says it's the best MLS podcast. Says I listen to them all 
ETR with the traitor. And I'm like, wait, hold up. <laughs> that must be Weeby. Uh, talking be. touches, etc. And even when sporting is in their patented midseason slump, you guys are in perfect midseason form. Thanks for the fun. SKC fan all the way from LA. Next one. Ori22 said, fan freaking tastic. For someone who lives and breathes SKC, no other podcast is awesome. Love that it's all SKC, about one hour, and is released every week. No hoops to jump through. Just a great podcast for sporting fans. No hoops, dude. There you go. We don't like hoops. We ain't got we no hoops. Them. No Don't hoops. need no hoops. Leave the uh, hoops to Dallas. If they got them on their jersey. Here's the thing, I guess. <laughs> Last one. So many diets says, real OGs only. Great chemistry between Jimmy and Alexander Lacuzette. <laughs> but like, I love oh, that. Man. Uh, honestly, that's, that's these two be your Twitter name now. Oh, dude, yes. Uh, honestly, these two provide <laughs> a ton of levity, which I'm gonna have to look up levity in the dictionary. Not really sure what that means. Uh, while bringing it's like good times and laughing. Well, now I don't have to go look in the dictionary. Thanks, bro. There you go. I'm here for you, uh, friend. We provide a real fan's opinion. More comic book talk in future episodes, 12 out of 10 would listen. Guys, thank you so much. This is awesome. Um, that's a huge increase, Jimmy, since last uh, last time we had reviews, man. We're up to 65. Now we got to shoot for 70. I love it. I love it. Help us, guys. So, Get us to 70, then maybe 100, and this pod will soar into the skies along with you guys. I don't know what that means, but oh, dude, you it know. sounds cool. We're rolling, man. So. We're soaring. We're flying like an eagle. Things are uh, things are happening. It's a fun time, man. Glad we did it. So thankful to you guys as listeners. Uh, like Dan said, can't thank you enough. Couldn't do it without you guys. So keep the ratings and reviews coming. Keep the listening coming. And as always, keep your questions coming uh, because we love them. Well, we, yes. we do our best. I think we have, we're batting a thousand right now of reading every single question we get every week on the podcast. So that's uh, what it's about, man. We got to get, I yeah. mean, it's not about us. It's about everyone. We all share this podcast. It's a lot of fun. Absolutely. Um, but it's our podcast. Not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what was not a lot of fun was watching sporting KC crash out of Ooh. the U S open cup. You're just going to rip it um, off like a bandaid. Aren't you? Yeah, well, sometimes that's the best thing to do. Um, Dive and right you know in. what? That game felt like 90 minutes of ripping off a Band-Aid. Oh, so, <laughs> maybe 87. The first three minutes were okay. Um, <laughs> after that, it got a little hairy. Um, look, this was always going to be a tough game. Houston's a strong side at home. I don't think Houston has performed up to their talent level as of yet, um, at least in the MLS season. But... Um, I don't know. You look. I'm just gonna say it. This was a super inexperienced <sighs> back line, especially with the center back pairing of Emiliano Amor and Graham Smith. So um, bad. We tried a four-two-three-one. I think wasn't that what we did? Um, Bro, yeah. You know that, what this we, felt the like? Formation. Graham Smith is such a young dude. It felt like he was thrown into the ocean, and, and which is the field at their their park and Houston players are sharks and they're coming and Peter Vermees is the father and Graham's like help me dad there's sharks coming and and, and Peter your father is like you better figure it out and the sharks freaking ate him that's all i can think of yeah it was uh 
It was not great. <laughs> That's um, the longest thing I've ever said. <laughs> yeah, Peter. Um, Peter was less than happy with what happened in this game. You could say, and we'll uh, we'll we'll get to that in in a little bit after we kind of go over. Um, not necessarily goal by goal because I don't know if we have to relive goal by goal everything that happened in that game. And this week is jam-packed with some crazy MLS news, um, particularly around one Atlanta United that we want to touch on. So we're going we're gonna to breeze through this game relatively quickly, then touch on the FC Dallas game too. Um, but look, this it was, it was a, a, a nerve-wracking lineup that we put out. But then Johnny Russell, in the second minute, got us off to a fantastic start with a brilliant, um, pretty much one-man effort running more than half the field. Are you feeling pretty good after Johnny Russell scores that first goal? Bro, no. I turned to my wife, Marissa, and I said, this is not good. I said, now they're going to be on on their heels all the time because Houston's going to come for like 82 minutes here. We're in trouble. And we were. Yeah. It, yeah. It. Um, they were able to hold on to it for um, – a, a little bit like it Houston didn't draw level until the 35th minute but we knew that right. one goal was not going to be enough to uh get Sporting KC a victory they were going to need at least two or three uh I was really interested to see what this 4-2-3-1 formation would look like especially with Rubio kind of underneath uh Shallowy as the striker I thought that might turn out well I didn't um, hate it yeah what what do you what do you think of it I didn't hate it at all, dude. I just felt like our defense was having problems. I mean, but hey, Albert Elise didn't do a whole lot. Um, yes, he's fast, but he he never really okay, he got in a couple dangerous positions, but he never really got a shot off that I can remember. Yeah, he had a he he had an early header off the crossbar um oh, soon after Johnny's goal, but um I mean, he was Look, I love Seth, but Elise was torching him out there on the wing. Um, which, to be fair, there's not a lot of players in MLS that Albert Elise is not going to torch because he is fast. Um, That's true. He's like Gerso fast, but, dude. Gerso could match. I, I'd love to see them in a race. Yeah, the thing that's the the difference, I guess, between Gerso and Elise is Elise actually knows what to do with the ball when he's in the box. Uh, they got <laughs> a first, and he has a first touch, and Gerso really does not. Yeah, uh, I, I do like Gerso. Gerso can just be an incredibly frustrating player to watch just because he's got so much potential and talent, and he's got that killer speed. He just he gets by everybody, does crazy stuff to, to you know nutmeg someone or get around someone, and then he just sends the ball out of the stadium because he doesn't know how to cross it. <laughs> True. But, uh, but yeah, the, 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 the goal that drew level came in the 35th minute, Romel Kyoto, um, to uh, on first glance, it looks like you know just a hell of a, a, a free kick. Emilia's frozen. You, Mister Goalkeeper, there, our official goalkeeper analyst, is mm-hmm. there? Uh, is there anything that Emilia could have done better to stop that one, or or was that just a hell of a free kick from Kyoto? Dude, the free kick. I remember hearing Tim talk about this, and he says, you know, I, I don't, I'm not going to cheat. I, if they have an open shot on one side or the other, I'm going to stay in the middle and make him beat me one way or the other. And he did not do this this time, dude. He set up his wall on one side and he shaded more over to the other side. 
Well, the kick went right over the wall and into the back of the net because he it was too far for his reach. He knew it. And, dude, I, I bro, I had to face my first free kick on Sunday, by the way. And <laughs> I, I just thought about what Tim did. I was like, okay, I have no flipping idea what I'm doing. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, give me four on the wall. All right, a little more to your right. <laughs> I don't know why I need four on the wall. It seemed like a good number. And I stayed in the middle. I was like, I'm not going to shade to the left and get beat on the right like Tim did. Um, long story short, the guy missed the goal. It went it went far of the, the post. But that you can't do that. You can't shade one way or the other because that's what happened. Tim got beat. Yeah, and he... <laughs> His wall was not four people. His wall was like nine people. Um, yeah, it was absolutely a, a giant. It was a giant wall, and I don't know if that's why he thought, okay, I can cheat so far over to his left uh, side of the goal. Because you're absolutely right. He's like a good three fourths, if not more, uh, of the way over to what would be his left side of the goal. Mm-hmm. Um, and and Kyoto just puts it straight in the opposite corner. Even if he's in the middle, I don't know kick. if he gets to it. Yeah, so I don't know if he gets to it, even if he's in the middle, but he has a chance. He, yeah, if, he, he if he guesses the right way, he can he can he can dive. He might get a fingertip on it and deflect it off the bar. There's at least a possibility. As you said, he didn't even move because no. he was so far on the opposite side. There was no way it was getting there. I wonder so. what happened. Like, did he have a brain fart or what? Because he he was just stunned. I mean, I know it's it's hard to see the ball come off the guy's foot when you have that wall in front of you. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what he was thinking. Maybe he just fell asleep at the well, wrong moment. And, and, and what, if you're looking at, I'm looking at a freeze frame of the wall right now, and I'm not going to like second guess necessarily what Tim or the defense was, was doing, but I'm, I'm looking at the positioning of the wall and it's very strange because Zussi's on the far uh, left side of the wall from the angle I'm looking at, and he's lined up essentially outside of the frame of the goal. Like there's, there's no angle at which Kyoto could, could hit it from there. I guess they have Tomas Martinez lined up. So maybe he was there just in case Martinez came in late to take it off of his left foot and curl it around the other side. But um, I don't know. Kyoto just puts it right above the wall and in a great spot. So yeah. not, I mean, well done. You can't say much about that. Yeah. And, and so the half ended one, one and you're, you're kind of sitting there going like, Okay, not not feeling real great. Um, you know, Houston well, had because yeah, I came in optimistic. That's why we shouldn't feel great because <laughs> I felt good. Yeah, we our roles were reversed. I was actually the one who was a little bit more nervous from from this game. Um, yes, everybody, listen to Jimmy. Like Jimmy's the the soccer guy here. I'm just the idiot sidekick. All right, Jimmy knows what he's talking about. <laughs> No, no, no. See, last time I said I wasn't nervous and we lost. So That's true. I think That's true. That's uh, maybe Montreal. I, yeah. I just need to stop making predictions, I think. Um, yeah, we're definitely not going to make scoreline predictions like ever again. We haven't done that for a few weeks. Yeah, because they're never right. Um, but if definitely you look not. at the uh, the possession in the first half, Houston was killing it. Like, it was probably like 60-40. And so... You don't feel good. They won possession 52-48 almost for the whole game. I can't think of the last time Sporting KC got out-possessed in a game. Can you? That's just not their game. Dude, not at all. I mean, Red Bulls was pretty tight, right? 
Yeah, but they still edged it at least. Like Sporting usually has between 55 and 60% of possession. And possession doesn't always translate to success, obviously, but at least it um, means to an extent you have a chance of dictating the game. I don't think right. SKC Possession's... ever dictated this game. No, not at all. Possession starts with your back center guys. I mean, and and I don't think I think we all saw that we really can't trust Graham Smith to be a hold up Matt Beasler center back back there. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh when he tried to kick it or he tried to turn on this guy and then he just he whiffed the ball. He just whiffed it. Yeah. It it was not good. Um he was caught out of position uh, a a few times. Um it just it was not a good showing from really anyone on the defense. Um really anyone on the team. Uh it just yeah, it, it was all around a, a bad performance. Um, but you got to look Houston on the pulled, bright side. You know, now, I mean, we yeah. don't have to. We got guys coming back from injury. We got this last big push in MLS. I mean, a lot of hard teams coming up. So it's like open cups behind us. They they got a little time to recharge their batteries. Let's rock and roll, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, you know, Houston pulled ahead in the 66th minute, uh, you know, a great run by Kyoto to to slot it past Melia and then Mauro Minotis, who looked like he may have been offside, but the defense just kind of um, gave up on it. And then Tim was caught way out of position, and then Mauro was able to, to, to deflect it off a Sporting KC defender into the goal, put them up um, three to one, and then Mauro Minotis again. Um, in the 87th minute, just to add insult to injury, had a fantastic header, made it 4-1. Sure, Johan pulled one back late in uh, the second or third minute of stoppage time, but at that point, it was just kind of a pointless goal. There's no real reason to uh, to dive into what that means or anything because Houston had already locked it up. So, um, I don't know. Like you said, there's a little bit of a silver lining, but are are you are you sad to go out of a tournament that we were the defending champions of in, in such a terrible way? I, I kind of am. And I'm kind of on uh, I definitely don't want Chicago fire to win this thing because then they will have the sole possession of most open cups. One, I'm kind of rooting for LAFC man to show them for them to get a trophy in their first season. I mean, that's kind of cool. Yeah, that sure uh, be interesting. And it would mean that they are, uh, officially, at least in my book, more successful than Atlanta United in their first season because Atlanta United didn't win any well, trophies. It would mean they're also a bunch of cheaters playing with a bunch <laughs> of a uh, bunch of illegal uh, players on their team. Yeah. So uh, for for those who um, may not know what what Dan's talking about in the U.S. Open Cup, it's a tournament run by u.s soccer um and so it's garbage (laughs) and there's a limit on the number of international players you can have uh not just play but in the 18 um and that does count canada and mexico yeah it does the 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 rules for what different countries what is an international player in the u.s open cup are slightly different than the rules for what counts as an international player in uh MLS play 
because a homegrown player does not count as a uh, an international player in MLS play. And that, my friend, was the source of the confusion because uh, technically Mark Anthony – no, is it Mark – who was it? Was it Kaye? I think it might have been Kaye. Mark Anthony. I need to know. <laughs> I, I need to know. <laughs> let's see. Uh, my My – browser is being kind of stupid right now i'm pretty sure it's uh it's mark anthony kaya who was the source of uh of confusion i think he's the one that's technically counted as a homegrown player in uh in mls which means he's not an international because he's from canada but um homegrown status does not count as international in in u.s soccer play so technically what happened was LAFC had more international players. They had six international players when they needed to only have five. Um, so obviously they won, and then Portland protested. So the whole draw was uh, of who was going to host the next games was postponed. They ended up withdraw. Portland ended up withdrawing their protest because U.S. Soccer said it was a misunderstanding. Blah blah blah. Much ado about nothing as it ends up. But I don't know. Do they count? I mean, if they win it. Is there an asterisk in it in your uh, personal record book? Oh, I don't know. I, I think it'd be cool for them to get that trophy, but it is kind of interesting. I, I was uh, I was waiting for them to, to to pull the result and say Portland goes through, you know? Yeah, I don't know what they would have done. I don't know if they would have just made them replay it or if LAFC would have had to forfeit. Um, would have been kind of silly, I guess, if they just would have put Portland through because they lost, but I don't know. So. Yeah, that is kind of silly. But I don't know, man. I to crash out of this tournament, it doesn't, it doesn't hurt that bad. I mean, we, one more game, we're and then we're in the finals, you know. But it's uh, you got to win those games on the road. The, it, it truly shows that playing at home is a huge advantage, and and I think sometimes we we fail to realize that. Um, it really does matter. You know, it makes me wonder and. To be fair, there's no rhyme or reason for who gets a home game in the U.S. Open Cup. It's just all based on draw. Um, so, like, we already know that Houston and Chicago are are the home game. Like, they, they have preference for home games throughout the rest of the tournament. If if Chicago advances, the, then they're going to host uh, the uh, the final. If uh, if they lose, but Houston advances, then Houston will host the final. So, no matter where it is, right. there's going to be 17 fans there. Uh, but I wonder if it reminds, if this can serve as, as a reminder for Sporting KC of how important it is to get that home playoff game because they do have control Hold over on. that. Did you, did you say seven? Did you say seventeen fans in the stands? I missed that. Yeah, I was. Uh, oh, that's classic. Yeah, there were. That's funny. There were not a lot of people at that Houston game. So no, and no one goes to Chicago Fire games. It's super sad. That, you know, the U.S. women's national team plays there next week and, like, no one's going to be there. Yeah, because Bridgeview, you're like, you might as well take a plane to get there from Chicago. It's so far. <laughs> so, uh, dude, you could. You you drove me from my place to there. It was, like, 45 minutes to an hour, and it was only... At least. Jesus, what was it? Like, 20 miles? It's that? not even that, I don't think. I mean, maybe. But, yeah, it took us really? probably from... from your apartment to parking at the stadium. I think it took us almost an hour and a half. Miles. Yeah, that's ridiculous. Eighteen miles. There it is. 
and they charge 20 bucks for parking. You're like, I already spent 20 bucks on gas and tolls in Chicago to get here. Now you're going to charge me 20 more bucks right. to park? 20 bucks. And you got to think most most teams build, the, they probably build the parking into like their tickets maybe or their season tickets. But hey, I, I love that Sporting has free parking. I'm all about it. Yeah, I think Sporting is actually a little bit rare in that sense. So shout out to Sporting for giving us free parking, even though we do have to yeah, walk dude. a little bit from uh, the raceway. It's okay. We can yeah, all use. We're young. We're Sprite. Yeah, we can all use a little exercise. Uh, walk off that beer yeah, we, we all pay drink. in L.A. too. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, do you, I mean, I don't know. I kind of am thinking maybe this uh, this reminds Sporting KC, not that they should need a reminder because of the last like four years, but of how important it is to get that home playoff game. So I don't know. Maybe that's Dude, another silver lining. We're not in a great position right now. Yeah, we uh, we're in third in the West, um, only two points ahead of the surging LA Galaxy and the Portland Timbers. Now the Timbers have two games in hand on us. Um, oh, I hate that. So that's not great. Who would ever be a Timbers fan? Jesus. Again, I don't know. They're the worst. Um, <laughs> although I saw, I don't know if you saw this on Instagram, Timber striker uh, Samuel Armenteros. Hopefully, I'm saying that name correctly. It's chilling with your boy Lukaku in a hot tub somewhere. So uh, pretty much Lukaku to the Timbers confirmed is what I took from that. No. So Dumb. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know what Lukaku's doing with Armenteros. I don't even know where they are, but they're somewhere yeah. in a hot tub together. Um, Just trying to soak up that World Cup semifinal musk that's still lingering on his pores. That's, you know, that was a very detailed description. (laughs) It was, but you started to think about musky pores, didn't you? I, you know, I'm I'm trying to avoid it, but the more you say it, the harder it is. (laughs) Um, It is nasty. (laughs) But in a hot soup tub. Oh my God. (laughs) Sorry. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Um, But yeah, there's, there's some big games coming up for Sporting KC, uh, especially. FC Dallas. And what will be interesting is, did you read oh some of Peter Vermees quotes after the uh, the Houston Dynamo US Open Cup game? Oh, God, yes. I know exactly what you're about to say, and I'm terrified. I'm terrified right now. Yeah, so uh, for those of you who don't know, these all are, are this is bad. courtesy of Sam McDowell and the Kansas City Star. Um, I don't know him. Yeah, some guy. <laughs> Seems to be well-connected. Um <laughs> Vermees said, I thought some players gave everything they had. There were other players that didn't give everything they had. More so, I think a couple guys gave up in the game. I don't think we had enough on the field, unfortunately, to get the job done. I say that now, not thinking that going in. Uh, You're not going to win a game when you have certain players that just give up or don't put in an an effort like they have to. That's the results you get. Um, he didn't say who the players were, and there's been a lot of speculation about who they were. He did say this, though. Who we, who we speculating? I've seen people speculate Gerso, um, which oh shit, they may be right, because there were some times where, you know, whether it was Shallowy or, or Roger, there were some people looking for Gerso on the pass, and Gerso is not really running after the balls. Um, there were some people speculating Graham Smith, which... I don't know. I, I haven't gone back in, de- in detail, watched 
the games. Um, he had a bad game. I don't know if it was for lack of effort and he gave up or if it was just he had a bad game. Um, Inexperience. Yeah. Zeus, he was caught out of position at times, but he was hustling. I don't think he gave up. Um, oh, he's always hustling, dude. Yeah. But what Peter said was of the people who who he, he said gave up, this is his quote, they're going to find themselves very, 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 that's five varies, far away from the team and trying to get back in. They're going to have to do some real that's proving. So far. It's not just my evaluation. It's the other players' evaluations as well. Our team and our club is not built on that type of attitude. That won't be tolerated. Um, oh, my God, that attitude. See, my mind went to the two center backs. That's what I was thinking, that the two center backs will never play together again. <laughs> I mean, it, it's possible. I think the thing is, is we'll learn a lot when the lineup comes out for FC Dallas. Who's not going to be in the 18? Oh, yeah, Graham Smith is getting... Yeah. Graham Smith's getting sold to Siberia. <laughs> well, the hard thing is, like... <laughs> for a sandwich. With Ike and Beasler injured, we don't really have other center back options. I mean, I guess there's Amir Didich. He hasn't made an appearance this year. So, uh... Yeah, I was going to say, who? Yeah, if uh, if Graham Smith is out of the lineup and suddenly it's Didich and, uh, and Emiliano Amor, then I guess we know... Smith was one of the problems or vice versa. Maybe it's Smith and Didich, which is terrifying. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Whoever's not in the uh, 18. You got to think bees and Ike bees and Ike are back, right? I, I don't, I don't know. To be honest, we I haven't seen an injury report yet. I'd like to think they're back. Bees had back spasms. Ike had a hamstring issue. I'm praying to God that they're going to be back. back. Spasms, um, because FC Dallas is a dangerous team. They're first in the West right now, but, uh, very much so. And they're just getting more dangerous with uh, Dominic Badge, Baji being Baji. Uh, traded to them. Yeah. Um, they traded Kellen Dudes Acosta for, uh, for for Dominic Baji. Um, Baji's an underrated player, man. He's fast. He is. He's, uh, through, he's having a hell of a year. Through 16 games this year, he's got seven goals and two assists. Who wins that trade, though? Who wins that trade? Um, a lot of people right off the bat said that Colorado won the trade because I think people have this kind of... I'd say so. Well, here's my thing. I And maybe I have a little bit more jaded view of Kellen Acosta than a lot of people do. But a lot of people, I think, look at Kellen Acosta with, with rose-colored glasses. I actually think he's a little bit overrated. Um, he's made some U.S. men's national team appearances, but he hasn't done anything spectacular for them. There's been talk of him going to Europe, but he's, what, 22, I think, almost 23, which is young, especially for MLS, but it's not necessarily that young for Europe. I just, I don't know. He hasn't really been playing much of a role for FC Dallas this year. Dallas is kind of, you know, they're, they're, they're in first place, but they only have 32 goals scored. Baji fits a need for them. I think Dallas kind of comes out ahead in this uh, trade because I don't really know what Colorado is going to do with Acosta. They're so bad. I don't does he feel a need for them? I mean, cool. They got Acosta now. No, I really, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think he gets better. I don't think he makes them better. I think he will develop as a player and you know, he was a Dallas homegrown, right? Yeah, he was. So that's kind of weird. Like has sporting ever traded a homegrown? I, I, I know we've like not, not resigned a homegrown such as John Kempen or, 
whatever the Kevin Ellis thing was. Eric Palmer Brown. Who my wife saw on the street the other day, by the way. Kevin Ellis? She's yeah. around Chicago? She's just like, hey, Kevin Ellis. Was he wearing his MAGA hat? Yeah. With his... Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> he was not, but he uh, he does love Trump's America. But uh, no, she was just like, hey, Kevin Ellis. And he was like, hey, how are you? And, you know. And she punched it. him in the face. <laughs> No, she did not. No. She did not punch him, but she she knows. She knows his political affiliations. Did she ask him what happened and why he got so mad and left Sporting KC? That's what I told that her. Was her I said, "Why didn't you why didn't you say, "Hey, what happened? Who who did you piss off?" All right? Were you trying to kneel during the anthem or were you not okay with it? I, I don't did get it. Did you go after someone's <laughs> girlfriend? More on that later. Oh my god. We, <laughs> oh, more, more to come. That's called foreshadowing. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't. I, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really curious to see who uh, who Vermees puts in the lineup on Saturday. I, I don't know if Baji's going to make an appearance for FC Dallas or not. Um, oh. I think he might make a cameo. He's he's fast, man. He's in real he's in real good form this year. Um, yeah, he's a fast little dick. <laughs> that's one way to describe Sorry. him. Um, he just is. They're, they're, Dallas is is very formidable at home. Seven wins, no losses, and four draws at home. They're they're beatable on the road. They've four wins, three losses, two draws. So they're not invincible. Um, they have trouble. Well, we're not playing them at their place. No. Yeah, they're coming to Children's Mercy Park in a game that got moved do it. to national television on ESPN. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what the lead-in game to this game is? I heard that. Bayern, yes, I do, because I'll be watching four hours of soccer. That's right. Bayern Munich and Manchester City. Granted, it's the International Champions Cup preseason game, but they are the lead-in yeah, who cares? to the main course. Whoa. Sporting KC. You know who leads into that? Who leads into that? Man United and Liverpool. No one cares. No one likes those teams. Bro, that's six <laughs> hours of soccer. Will you stop? Get out of here. Yeah. Um, our guy, Bob and Weave, uh, he went to uh, the Liverpool... Uh, Bruce Dortmund game, um, <clears throat> and I am. Oh wow! Yeah, he flew uh, from Omaha to Charlotte to watch them play because he is a Liverpool fan. Um, nice. It is the biggest point of contention in our uh, short friendship uh, because I, okay. I am an Everton fan, um, but uh, I am also a Borussia Dortmund fan. Cool. So he went and uh, he, yeah. he he said that he could get me a Liverpool scarf to for my new scarf wall which I have tweeted out a picture of, oh boy. Um, to which I politely dis- declined because I don't need to put trash up on my wall. So That's true, man. I, I went to the Dortmund Man City game last week. Saw Pulisic. Uh, he, he had a, did he score in that game? I thought he did. No, no but he drew, he drew a PK. That's right. And then someone else scored the PK. That's right. I know he had a couple against Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, but it was cool. It was cool to see those teams. That's a, those are big, big games. It's kind of cool. They do that U S tour every year. Yeah. And it's kind of cool. Did you see, uh, what, uh, Pulisic did for a kid who wanted to take a picture and get a shirt that almost got tackled by security. It's kind of cool. I did. That, pretty nice guy. He was like, yo, don't take my homie away. I told that guy to rush the rush the field. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This little kid runs up to Pulisic when he's starting to do an interview on, on the field after the Liverpool game. And he's like, Hey, can I have your shirt? And the security goon comes out of nowhere and like pretty violently grabs the kid and is like pulling him back. And Pulisic stands there kind of shocked for a second. And then he's like, yo, stop it. And like runs after and, and like Pulisic and a bunch of Dortmund staff, like got all into it kind of with security and, 
basically got them to let the kid go. And then Polisic took a picture with them and was like, yeah, you know, he's a pretty good dude. So it was, uh, it was good to see. Um, but back to uh, sporting KCFC Dallas. Yeah. Like you said, four hours of major international soccer leading into the main event. So, uh, it's going to be a fun one, man. I'm nervous. It's going to be great. Are you nervous? Um, I'm nervous too. I think it's it's time to bounce back. If there's a if there's a game to bounce back, it's at home, and it's against the number one team in the West. Man, like let's get back to winning ways. And, and you know they're going to be eager to. I mean, you know they're hitting it hard in training. You got Felipe, maybe close to starting a game. I bet he starts, or maybe at least. I was going to say either he starts or comes in at halftime, but. Uh, and maybe you get Ike and Beasler back. Um, Jimmy Madronda is very far from coming back, I think. But yeah. I, I'm excited, man. It seems like a long time since we've had a game, and it's only been you know since last week. So, yeah, kind of weird. Yeah, it's been a week as of now, but it'll be ten full days really since uh, since our last game. By the time we take the field on Saturday, um, well, make sure you get there early and get your cooling headbands. There you go. Only the cool kids. I don't know what that is. So, I don't even know what that does. Did like, how is it going to cool you? I I do not know. Maybe you like soak it in water and it cools you down. I don't know. I probably won't be wearing it. All you hotheads out there. (laughs) Um, Oh, dude, you gotta wear it, man. You gotta accessorize. Accessorize in the press box. Um, (laughs) They're gonna be like, "What are you doing?" Like credential revoked. yeah, that's awesome. That's a, a fashion travesty. <laughs> yeah. Um, I do think this is a fantastic chance for a bounce back game and a statement game because there have been a lot of injuries. It's oh. been a slump. You go out and you beat the number one team in the West, even if it's at home, that gives you confidence, man. So, But they're just so hot right now. They're so hot, dude. FC Dallas, so hot right Dallas now. Dallas is? Yeah. They... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I I want to say I think we're going to get the the three points, but then again, I also wouldn't be surprised if we lost like three one. So, yeah, I don't want to say anything anymore. I they're 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 finding a way to score. They're finding a way to shut down our attacks. Uh, the best thing in the world would be if Felipe starts, and because people haven't had a chance to really scout him all that much this year, he just played in a few games, so. You know, he, they've had a chance to scout Johnny. They can they can shut him down. They see what Daniel, how Daniel moves. But I think our best chance will be if Felipe's in there. Yeah, absolutely. And like you mentioned, this kicks off a run of hugely important games. FC Dallas, and then mm-hmm. uh, the next week on the road in Houston. Again, we saw how difficult that yeah. is. Then on the road at LAFC. Uh, that's going to be a tough one. Then uh, Portland Timbers. So we got four straight games of probable... Western Conference playoff teams. And then, uh, dude, yeah, that could be losses. They could be all four losses. They could. And then you got Minnesota right after that who just smacked LAFC five to one. So, what is this world coming to? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. All you Christian Ramirez haters one, out dude. there who are like, we can't let Sporting KC get Christian Ramirez. He's not as good as the people we got. I'm like, yo, did you see Superman? He's out there doing the damn thing. He, he did score once or twice. Did he scored twice. Uh, it was at least once. It might have been twice. I don't remember. 
I just it was at least once. Yeah. He, he it was good. I like Superman. So <laughs> y'all know that. Oh, we know you do. You you just calm down. You and your Wonder Wall over there. Yep. Wonderwall. I, I don't like Wonderwall, especially because I heard it when I was there last year for a Sporting KC game. So, uh, well, that's what they do. Yeah, they sing it after every win, which they sing Wonderwall. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense. It's very random, but I'm like, oh, it's. Is it in England? They've been doing that since they were a, a USL or NASL team, right? I think so. But I'm like, I don't understand the connection to a British yeah. band from the 90s. Like, I don't, whatever. Right. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough run of games. So, a win would. Yeah, we're in trouble. But your boy's coming home, man. I'll be there for that Portland one. Get ready, Kansas City. He going to be here. Oh, yeah, we're going to. We're gonna have to get some uh, some tailgate set up or something. A little no other pod tailgate. Yeah, a couple people have asked us about that. I think it'll be fun. Yeah, Daniel will buy all the beer. Going on? Right? Pretty sure you promised that. Uh, what'd you say? <laughs> what is that? What? No. Uh, <laughs> uh, it will probably be Como, a, a a BYOB situation, but uh, we'll definitely organize something. Bring your own bucha. Yep. Bring your own bucha. This is a strictly bucha tailgate. Um. <laughs> not really but kombucha is good i had one the other day I, I i got hooked man um yeah dude welcome to the hipster club <laughs> so uh get your skinny jeans out there you go um anything else to say before we hit some other news league wide and uh and talk a little bit about the women's national team before we uh finish off the night oh no hit that uh it's it's wednesday why did i say hit that like that's a drug or something. <laughs> hit it, man. Yeah. Hit the hit the U.S. women's yeah, game. That's you gotta, a big gotta deal. leave the hitting that to uh, Ezekiel Barco. Ayo. Um Oh my god, guys. Can we touch on that real quick or do you want to wait on that? Let, let's uh you know what? Let's dive right in. Um <laughs> Oh, the tension is cut. Yeah. So as as many of you have probably heard at least, Ezekiel Barco, the fifteen million dollar MLS record acquisition from Atlanta United, 19-year-old. Uh, he was suspended inexplicably uh, for at least two games. Um, he was not in the lineup. No one really knew why, at least publicly. And all the club said was something oh. like an act of indiscipline or something like that. Oh, like very, it's coming. Very um, cryptic. Well, uh, I can tell you this was the worst kept secret in soccer um, because I had heard what actually happened a few days ago, although it was off the record. So I didn't think I was going to be able to say anything tonight on the podcast. And then Dirty South Soccer, the Atlanta United SB Nation blog came out today. And you know what they did? They exposed their own team. Credit to them because they published... A story that says Ezekiel Barco benched after alleged romantic overtures towards teammate toward teammate's girlfriend. And that's a little bit of uh, the sanitized version. Um, Pablo Moore, uh, who's a, a, a DC-based MLS writer, actually added a little bit more detail. Um, I wasn't comfortable necessarily saying this until someone else made it public. So now I am. It was Brandon Vazquez's girlfriend. Um. Yep. Now these are young kids, right? These are nineteen-year-olds. Yeah. 
And Barco's married, dude. Barco got married in like February. So not that it would have been any oh, better shit. necessarily Barco... if he wasn't married because he's still stealing someone else's girl. But he cheated on his wife. Yeah, man. That's not good. Don't do that. Oh, my God. What is happening? Don't do that. It's bad. This is fantastic. <laughs> Sorry. I, <laughs> I am so mean. Um, this is amazing. If anything's going to blow up Atlanta United season, it's something like this. Um, oh, yeah, dude. Is this why they're having bad results at home? Because Barco just wants to bang everything? <laughs> I don't know. He hadn't been doing that well on the field. I guess he'd been distracted. Um, but, yeah, no, this, this was kind That's of true. known amongst – MLS soccer media for the last few days and it was just waiting kind of I didn't feel comfortable breaking it I know a lot of other people who had heard it from multiple sources didn't really feel comfortable breaking it let me just say dirty we couldn't talk about dirty South soccer credit to them for for breaking the story even though they knew it was going to harm their own team and also I've seen some Atlanta fans let me just this takes salty Atlanta fans to a whole new level so let me get on my soapbox here here for a second there are hey makeup we need a jingle for this, by the way, for salty Atlanta fans, there needs to be a jingle. We do. Maybe one of our talented listeners can can come up with an idea for a jingle and uh, and send it to I'll us. Figure it out. I'm, I'll break the I'll break the keyboard. There out. you go. Um, they all they all were speculating. <laughs> Atlanta fans were speculating. What could Barco have done? Does this mean he's going to get transferred? We all need more information. This is so very vague. Then Dirty South Soccer publishes what happened. And I can tell you, it's a pretty sanitized, watered down version of what happened. And now all of a sudden, Atlanta fans are yep. like. How dare you for saying this? This should be an internal matter. You're ruining our team season. Like, bro, you can't have it both ways. You wanted to know what it was. They can't. And now that it's a bad look for you, you want to put it all back in the bottle? So, it's not good. I think credit to Dirty South Soccer. They did. They sourced it multiple places that they were confident in. They published it without any salacious detail like and it has a direct effect on the team's soccer performance because their 15 million dollar acquisition is now suspended indefinitely so and can you imagine how that affects the locker room like none of them got to be happy with him i just man i i don't even i don't <laughs> it's insane it's insane. I, I have nothing to say about this matter much. Uh, I just, I'm laughing at everything this club is. Uh, their fans crack me up every day. I don't know. They're just full of salt and uh, apparently also full of Barco's semen. <laughs> oh my God. Um. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm not. I'm really not. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> I make you so uncomfortable. <laughs> you know, it's okay. Um, but yeah, there were a lot of Atlanta fans that were really pissy, um, saying things like, you know, Barco's just a 19 year old in a new country. Understandable that in someone's that someone in that situation would not always use the best judgment, bro. It doesn't take, you know the smartest person in the world to know that you shouldn't cheat on your wife and you shouldn't steal anyone's girlfriend, especially your teammate's girlfriend. Don't do that. There's no excuse. This isn't like a forgive and forget situation. You think Brandon Vasquez is in that locker room being like, oh man, it's cool. Like, no, I'm pretty, I'm pretty glad we're not like going to the all-star game, like with press passes and stuff. Cause 
I might have a question or two. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd ask I'd ask the real questions, man. <laughs> it's uh Yeah. It'll be interesting, man, because Barco is an all-star. As with like half well, of the rest of Atlanta United. Um I don't know. There were there were reports that he what not reports. I've heard whispers that teammates weren't passing him the ball in practice. He wasn't taken too kindly to the silent treatment he was getting, which I'm like, bro, if the worst you're getting is the silent treatment after that, consider yourself lucky. You're lucky yeah, Brandon Vasquez you're and lucky. they'll beat your ass. Like, yeah, you're lucky he's not kicking your ass. Barco's not big. Barco's like 5'4". He's a weird-looking dude. Fa- he's fast. That's about it. He is fast. He is fast. I'm not sure what... Brandon Vasquez is a good-looking dude. So, not sure what the girlfriend was thinking there. It's a definite downgrade to Barco. Um, oh, yeah, absolutely. But, yeah. So, I don't know. Weird, weird situation in Atlanta. Um, I'm all about it. We'll see. I don't think this is going to be the last we've heard of this. I I, oh, I think definitely not. this is going to continue to be a thing. It'll be interesting to see. You can't keep both Vasquez and Barco. Like, one of them's got to go, no. right? And, yes. And I tend to wonder if if this was... If this was our role, dude, if we had info about sporting Kansas City players doing something shady, like maybe something illegal or doing a person's girl, do we break that news? Would we do that to our own team? Um, you know, I the journalist in me kind of thinks you have to. Um, and the and I'm all about dramatics, so I'm thinking yeah. like, yup, blow it up. <laughs> I mean, look, if it's, if you, like I said, credit to Dirty South Soccer, because they got legitimate sources. They've con- they got multiple sources. They confirmed it. It's not like someone sent them a salacious rumor and they ran with it for clicks. Um, and it was affecting the team's performance on the field. So, um, man, oh man. Yeah. I don't know. It's risky, but good for I, them. They've been getting I a lot wanna... of heat. So, right. I want to interview the girl. Like, no, I'm, I don't want to. No, you two dummies. Okay. Go, go back to not passing each other the ball. I want to be like, yo, are you, are you leaving Brandon then? Like, is that what's happening? I mean, what do we, let's talk this out. Let's get all three of us in the room. Let's talk it out. <laughs> let's, let's have a therapy session. <laughs> um, yeah, man. I just feel like one of them's got to go. And I feel bad, but they're probably not moving on from Barco after they spent $15 million on him. Oh, yeah. They're so, not moving on. That sucks for Vasquez. Your girl does that to you, and then you get traded. Like, not a... I mean, we don't know the whole story. Group. I mean, maybe... Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to speculate and put that out there. <laughs> you know me. I was about to yeah. say some offensive shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, let's not do Shut that. Shut it down. But, uh, Shut it down. Yeah. Well, I'm sure... I, I, I have a sneaky feeling we're going to find out more about this in the future, so... But hey, well, what this more? might be what, what derails. Uh, I don't know. More details about what happened. Someone's gonna break silence. Maybe Vasquez says something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, what What was on the radio when it was happening? Sounds good. I don't know what the song was. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'm gonna make your bed rock. Jeez. <laughs> uh, <laughs> We're gonna bring it back on the rails a little bit here. Um, okay. But yeah. So. Atlanta United, they got lots of drama. Maybe this derails their season. Maybe it doesn't. I don't know. But uh, 
interesting to watch. Um, the other big news this uh, that that broke today is uh, Alfonso Davies, the youngster from Vancouver, is on his way to Bayern Munich, your you Bundesliga team, for 13 million euros, reportedly, with uh, quote substantial add-ons that could make the entire package worth a record. 20 million dollars and he gets to stay in vancouver for the remainder of the season before joining bayern in the uh in the winter transfer window so uh that's that's what do you think of this for mls for davies for bayern for everyone for the timing like the timing seems weird it's like whoa now you got to play the rest of this season with that on your mind like i don't know that's just motivation to play harder right to to play better because you just signed with a big club. Now the expectations are there for you. Yeah, I I think I think it kind of loan puts, him out anyways. Oh, I'm sure they'll loan him out. Yeah, I mean, like he he's he's good. He's only 17, which is why he's worth so much. But there's no way he right. breaks into Bayern's senior team. Like he's got, you know, give him a couple years, maybe see what he does there. Send him down to like yeah. Bundesliga two or something. Um, there you go. Yeah, but. I think it's kind of cool for him. I think it's great for MLS because if he goes and succeeds, then it's he's he's a true academy product. He came through uh, through the uh, academy program, became a homegrown, made his debut with the Vancouver senior team, and is now being sold for a record potential twenty million dollars. So he does well. That's a success story for MLS and a success story for Vancouver. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I think it's awesome. And since it's your team, you got to be rooting for him now. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. I've I've always think he's a very talented, dude. Anyways, and uh, to see someone get that kind of recognition in the league that we love and we follow is uh, super cool. Yeah, pretty pretty darn cool. Um, lastly, what I want to touch on uh, before we call it a night is uh. Pretty cool tournament coming up here in uh, Kansas, or at least it starts in Kansas City on Thursday. The uh, the the tournament of nations. It's a four team women's tournament yes. featuring the U.S. women's national team, Japan, Brazil, and Australia. That'll uh, take place over the next few weeks, and uh, it kicks off in Kansas City on Thursday night with the U.S. women's national team taking on 2015 World Cup final. Uh, opposition japan they've played a few times uh since then yep. i think uh the u.s women's national team has won twice and they drew once since then but uh kansas city's got to show up right oh yeah i'll be there that's awesome dude yeah no you guys everyone needs to go if you haven't gone go and if you have gone then you know how much of a good time it was watching these ladies play and you're probably going again um i love them dude um they're just they're beasts. They're the number one team in the world. So why wouldn't you go see them? It'd be like it'd be like if Germany was playing. Well, not this year's Germany. Let's don't talk about it. But it'd, it'd be like <laughs> it'd be like watching the men's uh, the French men's national team play somebody. I mean, this is the best team. So go out and support them. And, and you got a couple a uh, couple gals that have KC roots out there. Yeah, absolutely. You got Becky Sauerbrunn and Amy Rodriguez. Uh, coming back, right. um, 
FC Kansas City players who are now on Utah Royals. You know, I saw a couple of uh, video clips. They were both interviewed after they trained out at Pinnacle. They both yeah. love Kansas City, man. Like, they were saying how heartbreaking it is that FC Kansas City had to move. They hated to see it. They loved playing in Kansas City. They shouted out the fans multiple times. Um, Becky, in particular, was like, I really hope Kansas City gets a, another team back because it's a great soccer city, and, and they deserve to have a women's pro team. Uh, I agree, man. Right. It's, you know, it's cool. And uh, this roster stacked. Like, this is a legit roster and it's kind of their final tune-up before uh, world cup qualifiers so it's a big deal um Super i'm looking deal. forward to watching them play so you uh you'll be watching on tv i'm assuming right uh maybe we have tickets to go see uh the color purple so uh that's right well uh we'll we'll i think we're going to that so that's okay um uh, it's a good show but um uh, the rest of you, especially those of you here in Kansas City, come on out to the to the park. This team is the good U.S. national team. These girls actually win things. Um, they're way better than the guys' team, and they're fun to watch. So uh, we got to support them. So show up, and uh, let's cheer on the women's national team to a victory over Japan. Get them some confidence going into qualifiers. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you can see uh, stars Alex Morgan, uh, Megan Rapino, Carly Lloyd, Kristen Press, uh, Julie Ertz. They're all going to be there, so it'll be a good time. Um, that is a uh, 6 o'clock Central Time game on Thursday. Um, if you can't make it, it's going to be on Fox Sports 1. So national TV, not a bad deal. Um, that's all I got, man. You got anything else for our good listeners? That's it. That was a loaded, loaded episode. Um, thank you guys for joining in here. Let's oh, let's get back you know, to winning did, ways. Oh, what's up? I, I did think of one other thing we forgot to do. We had a couple of fan questions that we did not answer that we got to answer real quick. Because oh, yeah, I just yeah. bragged about us batting a thousand on our fan questions, and here I am about to you skip did. two of them. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, they're 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 both kind of related, so I'm gonna I'm gonna read them both, and then you can you can hit them. Um, Austin Gordon says, "Why do we continue to talk about a number nine when we are top five in goals scored and tied for seventh in goals conceded? The need is clearly depth in the midfield, which could help out the back line. The offense has been pretty good." And then uh, Kyle Orenberg Shit. just asks if uh, if we think any signings will happen this transfer window. So both about transfers. Um, do you think we need I- a number nine? And do you think we'll get one? I'm with you right there. I don't know if we I don't know if we need one. And maybe we I don't know, maybe it waits till December. Um we're scoring goals, so that's all that matters, right? Yeah, my thing is with uh Kyrie down and injured now, um he'll be out for a couple months. It sounds like I think we do need to try to get someone. I don't know if we're gonna get the designated player we all have been waiting for. I think it would be great if we could, um, but Diego Rubio has not lit the world on fire when he's been in. Um, I think we need a little bit of depth, but I definitely agree there needs to be midfield depth brought in, and there needs to be probably a left back brought in. I think we'll get somebody. It's not going to be totally quiet this transfer uh, window. I just I can't tell you if it's going to be one of those positions or all of those positions and, and which one it'll be. 
So that's I what know, I would say. Man. There's like, I, I, we've heard zero talk about it. And it's like other people are making these signings and I, I'm not very optimistic about it. And it might, hell, it might happen tomorrow. Cause we know how, we know how cryptic people get and they'll probably just, they'll say, Hey, we've signed somebody. And it's like, Holy shit. Well, thanks for the heads up. Yeah, where'd that come from? And now that we're uh, releasing a podcast, it'll probably uh, get announced oh my God. Uh, today, and it'll be like a whole week until we get back around to the news, because that's usually how things go. So, Can you imagine? Yeah, man. that's uh, I, I can almost guarantee that'll happen now. So um, if you're listening to this and we already have a new player, we recorded it before it happened. So sorry. Next week. <laughs> but yeah, man. There, well, now I think there, we've officially covered it. Now we've covered so. the questions. Guys, if you're listening to us right now, please go leave us a review on iTunes um, or wherever you review podcasts. It makes us feel good and helps people find the show. Share with your friends. Buddy, I had someone uh, hit me up this week and said they're going to their first sporting game. Is there anything that they should know? And I was like, well, you got to listen to the best podcast to uh, to get ready for it, you know? And he's like, okay, all right. And, you know, we kept talking for a minute. And I said, just to be clear, that that was that was no other pod. You you knew I was talking about no other pod, right? (laughs) That's my podcast. Because we just kind of (laughs) breezed over. And I was like, don't just don't just go search for one. All right. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, listen to the right podcast. Share with your friends, family and uh, grow this grow this community. We we care about the game. We care about U.S. soccer, sporting and and. increasing brand awareness so there you go yep absolutely and make sure you go visit on the volleyapparel.com get some cool gear use a uh, yes. discount code no other pod three separate words um and uh you'll get 15 percent off so pretty cool soccer gear there if you're you a soccer go. fan gotta have some so uh i think that's it man um we'll uh We'll talk at you guys next week after hopefully a win against FC Dallas. Maybe more salty Atlanta United fans. Maybe more oh, people cheating on other people's girlfriends. Who knows? Oh, um, for sure. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, make sure you hit us up on Twitter at No Other Pod. Um, follow Dan at Dan Kuzer. You can follow me at JCMac03. Um, We'll, we'll, we love engaging with people on Twitter. Um, you can send us an email, nootherpod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash nootherpod. Um, yeah, and uh, like Dan said, ratings and reviews. But uh, un- until next week, he's Dan. I'm Jimmy. And we'll talk to you all later. See ya. Peace out. When you make decisions for your company, you always look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing and shipping to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your process to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, books, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. 
Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart if you sell online. Schedule package pickups through the dashboard and automatically see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers with rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are, even on the go. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other business decision makers with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.